0: Every time I turn around, blessings on blessings. Blessings on blessings. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to WHIP Radio's Wake Up Call. I'm your host, Corey Parker, here with the one and only Rachel Abelard. Happy Monday, man. Good morning, Corey. Good morning. How are you? I'm exhausted.
1: I have bags under my eyes. I'm not ready to take on the week, but it's another beautiful day. It's Monday. We're getting stuff done. You know, the school year is rolling on. The year is rolling on. We're already in middle of uh, February. You know, it's it's a day. It's a day. How do you feel?
0: I honestly feel okay. Like, I feel good. Definitely like tired. But when am I not tired? I feel like that's become a consistent like thing we feel on this show yeah. but I actually do feel good like I think I'm just tired because I'm trying to start a new sleep routine mm-hmm. and so catching up you know yeah because yesterday Rachel this is actually the most insane thing so I went home Friday right my dad picked me up I didn't get back home until like seven eight right I wake up the next day I'm home all of Saturday and I have a train ride Sunday morning at six thirty right. Because I'm singing at a church here in Philly. Mm. and With Ethan.
1: Right, right, I remember. (laughs) And so,
0: um, what was it? So I was literally home. And I didn't go to bed until like 10, 11. Mm. had to wake up at 5. Because I told myself I need to shower once before I leave my home. Because I'll miss my shower. You know, walking barefoot. Like, I don't walk barefoot in these showers. I don't blame you. It's dusty. Even though I'm sharing it with one person. A bunch of other people have lived in here. Like, the thought of that. It's disgusting. Yeah. And so I got up at 5. I missed my 6.30 train because I showered. And as a result, we left late. And so then I booked another train at 7.30, which was
1: $100. Wait, how much was a 6.30 train? 45
0: Dang, they got you. They did get me, yeah. but I had to do it. Yeah. So then I got back to school at like 9. So the train got back here at 9.17, Got back to the dorm at like 9.40 something. And then I had to get dressed real quick so I could leave at 10.10 to Florida. go to church. How was the performance? We ate. Like, we really ate the girls. It's on Facebook. I was going to ask. Like, send me the video. Uh-huh. I'm going to let yeah, yeah. you listen to it. Right. But like, you have to give us grace because it was like, no, we sounded good. Oh, okay. But we did a lot of acapella. Okay. I love acapella. Shoot. Yeah, we we ate. We ate. We ate, especially considering this is like a secret that shouldn't be released. So I kind of screwed us up on Thursday. Uh. I was just knocked. <laughs> I was so tired. You slept so in. I slept through our rehearsal. <laughs> and then I went home. So we never rehearsed in person. So we rehearsed for like five minutes in the car. Dang. But it worked out. It worked. It worked. Okay. Shout out to the church. What church is it? Corey. Corey. <laughs> <Girl. laughs> no, I'm... It's, I don't want to mess it up because it's a long name. It's Perfected Faith Ministries.
1: Okay. Shout out Perfected Faith Ministries. I had to make Ministries. sure I said it right. Right. Okay. So Corey is going to send us the video so we can post it on Wake Up Paul's
0: Instagram. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Because, girls, yeah, you got pipes.
1: You got pipes. Like, yeah. you can sing. And I don't think you, you give yourself enough credit for that or something. Thank you. I don't know if it's like you're trying to be humble or you genuinely don't know that, like, you have Beyonce type pipes. Beyonce type pipes? I'm serious. Like, do a cover. Do the Texas Hold'em cover? Like I'm, I'm so serious. Uh, I anyway, we'll we'll have that conversation
0: next Sunday. I'll let you because this Sunday I was thinking, I considered this past Sunday like our first semester wake up call. We were like dipping our foot into the water. Next Sunday I think we'll be so much better.
1: Oh, okay. Shoot.
0: All right. Yeah. So cool. next Sunday you can listen. <laughs> okay. Sounds
1: good. <laughs> got
0: you. Got you. I'll remember that. Yeah. All man. Right. I'll throw that on the calendar. Yeah. Th- oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little, a little too official. <laughs> But listen, y'all. Let's get into just the tea. First of all, happy President's Day, <laughs> girl. It's been such a long week.
1: I had no clue today was President's Day. Shout yes. out to the pre- presidents. You yes, I mean? like- presidents
0: of the United States. Shout out, you were here. Woo woo. Um, what's that
1: was the? Embarrassing.
0: Yeah.
1: Ooh, girl. Are you trying to salute? Though? It's a Monday. Yeah, I was gonna do like the national anthem. No, Rachel, sing <laughs> it for us. <laughs> oh sick. i'm an alto i don't sing high so yeah you got the rest of that um yeah but shout out to the president um biden you're doing your thing whether or not people like you you're still working and you're working hard okay especially for your
0: age man yeah so like (laughs) you're in your bag (laughs) but no like he's in his bag like i don't think i could do that at 80 something
1: at eighty, I'm sitting my behind Damn. Damn. down. Like, like he has the
0: pressure of the whole United States plus the world on his back. Yeah, on his back. And I he's was eighty.
1: I was in a an ethics class where we had to do a debate on businesses and whether or not CEOs should talk about uh, issues or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And someone was like, "The president is the CEO of the United States." And he my is. my brain was like, <laughs> "I never heard someone say that before." I'm like, "Huh? You kind of have a point. Like you are kind of the face right now. You are the mascot. You are the CEO.
0: You're all of that." So. No, he really is. He's in his bag, though. So, like, kudos to you, President Biden. Because we know you're listening. Duh. Right. You're listening. We here at Wake Up Call think you're doing your thing. Right. You know, you're in your bag, presidential bag era. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, man.
1: Um, And uh, if he ends up visiting the studio today, just remember that today's weather is (laughs) a high of 41, a low of 28. It's kind of chilly. Not too bad, right? It's not windy not windy therefore yeah, that's it's what it not is. cold really. yeah exactly,
0: exactly like i'm telling you the wind here is the worst problem like if it was 30 degrees and no wind i on okay i wouldn't go out in shorts but i wouldn't be cold like when i was home this weekend it was just cold like a low temperature yeah, yeah. but it wasn't windy so i was going out no jacket because sweaters though
1: like sweater weather
0: like a hoodie weather Yeah, exactly but exactly. it was 30 yeah, yeah. Like, that's cold
1: yeah yeah definitely that like fridge weather <laughs> yeah, freezer weather. Yeah,
0: but I think that's why I'm like clogged.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's why my nose is running.
0: Yeah, like crazy. it's just cold. Yeah, exactly. But listen, y'all, let's get into some Philly and Temple news. First things first, Nike's first Michael Jordan branded store is going to be opening here in Philadelphia on Walnut Street, and it's a seven thousand square foot space which is absolutely insane. They're trying to keep like the same vibe of the building while also updating it a little bit to really like cater to this new idea of the Michael Jordan stuff. But I'm excited for this. I think this will be a big hit. Talking about like Philadelphia becoming another big-it city like New York and all of them, I think this will definitely be a part of the start of that considering so many people are Jordan fans um, and wear his shoes all the time.
1: Yeah, and Walnut Street is a great place to open up this store. Um, it's known as kind of like the shopping area. Um, they've they've had a lot of upscale stores there as well. So it's not like it's gonna be out of place. It's not like it's gonna be um, you know, overplay or, or you know, overstaying its welcome in any capacity. It's a cute area to get it's by Rittenhouse, it's by you. Where is this? This is ugh, you've never walked around. I don't even there's like right by Rittenhouse on Walnut, there are like a bunch of stores. Can Just, you get there from the train here? I never took the train. I always drive. Um, Ugh, lucky. <laughs> I always loser. drive. But if you ever want to just do casual shopping, a lot of stores are closed. And a lot of the stores that are open are like cute, bu- bougie, niche um, kind of stores. So if you want to feel kind of like upscale just a little bit, they have a lot of boutiques, a lot of name brands, this and that, left and right, up and down. It's cute. It's cute. So No, I need to go. Yeah, try it. Try like it. seriously? Yeah, really try it out. And I- I'm really excited for it to be a little more developed, because like I said, there are a lot of stores that have been closed, at least since I moved here, um, just stores that aren't functioning right now, and it kind of makes the area look a little dry, a little abandoned, so um, this
0: coming in, and with how big Nike is, this is a big deal. This is good news. That's great news. Mm-hmm. But speaking of just footwear and shoes, President, or former President Donald Trump, launched a footwear line at SneakerCon here in Philly, and his sneakers are called Never Surrender High Top and will be retailed for $399 and will be sold on a website that is not at all connected to his 2024 presidential campaign. Trump told the audience, quote, We're going to turn this country around fast. We're going to turn it around, and we're going to remember the young people, and we're going to remember SneakerCon. He is so funny. Like that man is an entertainer.
1: Feel how you feel about Donald Trump, but he 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 came into at least my Zeitgeist as a as an entertainer. And he, he's objectively funny. He's objectively outspoken. Like he does what he has to do. Have you seen these sneakers at all? Nope. They're hideous. But someone's going to buy them.
0: Yeah, his fans are going to buy them.
1: Exactly. Like Do you have a picture of it? Uh, I'm trying to look them up right now. It's like gold and it mm-hmm. yeah. It's let's see,
0: <laughs> Donald Trump <laughs> sneaker. Oh yeah, they are yeah pretty hideous. Yeah. not them having the temp- the Trump T. I know she said Ameri- temple in the American flag. <laughs> These are not yeah they're not shoes cute. that I personally would buy, but I can see other people liking them.
1: I can see this shoe being worn in, like, a 2010 Justin Bieber music video where, like, the high tops and the skinny jeans were a thing and, like, you're doing the jerk. Like, that's the type of shoe. Um, But, yeah, man, these things are not cute. But they, you know, they represent Trump. That's one thing for sure.
0: Why would he create a shoe? Maybe trying to appeal to younger audiences? Probably.
1: Honestly, probably. And it gets people talking because here we are talking about them. Here we are. Yeah, right? So, uh, Trump, you did what you had to do. I <laughs> have no choice but to give you a round of applause. Sneakerheads are a huge market. No matter what you do, it's going to get a conversation started. So, um, yeah. let's see how much these shoes actually end up selling for. I see they're re- retailing for like, what, 400 Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that, how that goes um, when it comes to bids and stuff like that. All
0: right, guys. So for Temple
1: Club announcements. No, no, no,
0: no, no. What happened? What happened? We have to say happy belated birthday to Hooter. Oh, yesterday was his birthday. Oh my gosh, it was. Yeah, <laughs> happy
1: belated birthday, Hooter. We should have had him in for
0: today. No, he couldn't talk. Oh well, he can dance. He, say, he, he can just knock cuz Hear the wings fly. Maybe right. he'll like get in your face. He's gotten in our face and just shook his butt.
1: I saw you guys taking pictures with him on the um, what was it on my on- Instagram. No, it, on some random website about Temple University. You know
0: we're like famous for that. I we're hang- <laughs> so my friend and I that was in that picture. Shout out Farah. Um, we are getting an apartment next year, uh-huh. and we said we're gonna print that picture. You should like and literally like blow all it of up. them. But there, you know it's been used on everything. I've seen the <laughs> postcards. Her friend got a postcard. We were the cover email. Are you social serious? media? Even Temple Japan. I posted that picture.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if you guys end up on like a bus within the next five years. Like I you would guys love are gonna to. be one of the stock photos of Temple University. So that's hey, listen, you're only a freshman and you're already like cutting things off the bucket list. Like Please. you got it, you got it. But I wanna <laughs> know
0: why that picture's so hype. Like it looks good. It looks
1: good. Like you guys are glowing in it, right? Yeah. Hooter's in it, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's that's pretty much all but you need. So many people have pictures with Hooter. And it's so funny. I have the actual picture that was because t- if you've seen the picture, it's a picture of Fair and I taking a selfie with Hooter. Right. Right. I have the actual selfie so with dad. Hooter. That is and they so don't funny. even know that one exists. But I DM them. And I was like, tag me. And they so they tagged me. They
1: did. They oh did. my gosh. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I went on a random website because I was looking up stats for my little cousin who's interested in attending temple.
0: Come to Temple.
1: Come to Temple, Samantha. And yeah, Samantha. Um, <laughs> and oh. I saw that picture. I had to send Corey a screenshot. I'm like, girl, is this you or am I like hallucinating? Corey's like, Yeah. Yeah, that's me. I'm famous. No mm. big deal. I'm like, no, oh okay. I'm famous.
0: <laughs> Where's the picture? I'm trying to find it. Because oh. Here we go. Here's, like, the actual picture. That is, the picture is as cute as the picture that was taken of you guys taking the picture. It's so funny. I love that. I think that's absolutely <laughs> hilarious.
1: <laughs> love that. So maybe we can post it on our Instagram or something like that. I love that. I love that. Um, okay, guys. So, uh, happy birthday. Happy belated birthday, Hooter. We love you. We love you. Shout out. who Yeah. Right. For Temple uh, Club announcements. All right. The BSU is having a meeting today regarding policing on Temple's campus. This meeting will happen at 6 p.m. in the underground in the student center. So be there or be square. Corey, will you be there? Yeah. Corey's going to be there. guys. So if you want her um, autograph. Feel free to stop by, all right? She'll be here. She'll be ready. She'll have a pen on deck, okay? Please, no, we're not. <laughs> um, for more club announcements, the Debate Club, they are meeting tonight at 8 p.m. So if you want to fight some people without, you know, getting too feisty, uh, the Debate Club is the perfect place for you, all right? It is. Right. And, guys, BSU, because Corey's part of the BSU board, um, we're going to keep talking about it, right? So they're going to have an open mic this Friday at 7 p.m. in the Pack. Yeah. Where is that?
0: I don't know. I don't it's think. just the Temple's Performing Arts Center. Oh, the Temple's Performing Arts Center. All right. I don't know where on campus it is. I just know it exists. <laughs>
1: hey, Google exists. So you guys can Google that and figure that out, right? Um, so that's this Friday. And we're going to be announcing that throughout the week. And we're going to yes. be announcing that on Friday as well. So Tell
0: your friends. Tell your family. Come on out. There's about like 13 performers. Ethan's performing. Nas is performing. Ooh. Um, Ram J is performing. Okay. Some okay. poets are performing. God. Like, Can people still sign up to perform?
1: <clears throat> no. No. Sign ups are, are done, guys. So uh, for future BSU events, keep in touch with Corey. Keep in touch with the BSU Instagram yes. page because there are a lot
0: of opportunities to put yourself out there. There are. Yeah. Rachel, are you going to come?
1: Nope. Friday at
0: 7, no? Friday, I can't.
1: <laughs> at 7? Friday. I have so much homework. I'm swamped.
0: On Friday?
1: On Friday. I'm I'm swamped all week. The way I'm backed up, Damn. impossible. I physically I'm so can't do anything. I'm sorry. But if I can, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Yeah, you guys um, should come.
0: Because i got to buckle down this week. I really do. No, that's real, man. It's really bad. But listen, y'all, it's time for a little breaky break. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about like people traveling to America. Okay. This is actually really interesting. There's a really interesting article on it, but I'm not going to spoil it too too much because we will be right back. Right after this break, we're going to be diving into that tea. Why can't I turn off the- Go get it, go get it, go get it. What? Yes. Yes, you're in your singing bag, Rachel Listen, Abelard. Call me Corey Parker, right? I'm no. out here. I'm out here. No. No. <laughs> Listen, when I sing, you'll know it. Cause I will release something. I'm so ready. A like, song. Bro. A cover do it. I really want to make an album. Like that's <clears> like something on my bucket list. Oh,
1: that's easy. I really want a
0: gospel album though.
1: Okay. Shoot. Hire me. I play trumpet.
0: Are you being serious? Yeah. Do you want to play instruments? I haven't played the trumpet since like oh, so 2019. then you're lying.
1: Yeah. No. I'm not lying, but I I
0: haven't played in My years. music would sound terrible. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, no. but yeah,
0: have you ever gone into the music building yet? They have a music building? Yeah, here.
1: The, the one room. with the piano? No, uh, I don't I've never been there. I'm just asking if you ever been I there. think I
0: have been earlier in like the year.
1: Yeah, I think we should take a visit because depending on how well funded they are, they might have a studio in there. I know Temple has its own record company. They do? (coughs) Yep. They've (gasps) released music. Yep. They've released music. Um, I think they've been nominated for things. So it's worth considering um, because then you can utilize, at least at my old school, Millersville. Shout out Millersville University. uh, LOL. Right. We had a really well funded music building that came with like a world class studio and all this stuff. And we recorded our vocals there and it was great. It was awesome. Um, Listen,
0: I'm down. Yeah. Like I would make it in a heartbeat. What? I just, I'm, don't. I'm down for you, bro. Like I'm excited for you. I just don't know how to write a song. Um, like I've tried and I have voice memos on my phone of songs that I've tried to sing. And I don't know. It's just not eating. I mean, you say you want to do gospel music. There are some gospel songs that's just straight up
1: parades with music in the background like you don't even sing, have to say sing. Much. Okay, but okay. i like
0: i like to sing that's true a lot i don't know how to write music either so i can't help I but <laughs> that's like the one thing i hate about living in a college dorm is i used to, when i'm at home i belt mm. like i can't belt and roar mm. you know what i'm saying yeah like you can't do that in a dorm
1: no that's what i'm saying again check the music building they probably have rehearsal rooms that are soundproof
0: soundproof yeah like they go crazy over there i, I want to check it out actually
1: Okay. One of these
0: days, maybe when we rehearse for church, we should go there. Right? Seriously, you should come to church with us. What on on Sundays? Sundays?
1: Sunday is like my freest day. Come so.
0: with us. Yeah. If if I'm if I'm not drowning in homework, I'm down. No, I'm because the... I really want to help their church grow. And on top of that, like, there's so many like people that are college students that are there, which is yeah, really and cool. Youth. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that would be cool. So yeah. y'all should come.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And, and which church? That's the one that you sung mm-hmm. at the Yeah, mm-hmm. really cool. I'm down for that.
0: Yeah, you could help their marketing. Ooh. Hello? Ooh. Hello? Hit me, Hit me up. Hit me up. I'm on Instagram. Y'all heard them. You, <laughs> y'all heard. <laughs> it's too early. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> let's get into some real world news, y'all. So according to USA Today, travelers are afraid to visit America. Unika Daniels, Bermuda-born and raised, recently made it known that her past experiences here in the States are steering her away from visiting as frequently as she once was. She told USA Today, quote, I could actually see the gun and see it being fired. The people on the street acted as if it didn't happen. And I'm here trying to crouch behind a tree. And then she said, quote, You guys are not afraid of this? And he said it happens so often. She told USA Today that during her last visit to the U.S. in 2023, she went to the park across the street from where she was staying, but she felt uncomfortable because of those around her. She viewed as sketchy or solicited her for money, saying it was too much. As a school teacher herself, she was really turned off by the frequent mass shootings. Um, And other travelers are hesitant to travel to the U.S. as well because they feel the country has struggled to get back on their feet since the pandemic with approximately 12 million fewer visitors in 2023 than 2019. So, Rachel Abelard, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think this is a true statement? What do you think is turning people away from coming to the States?
1: Truly the drive-by incident? That is just bad luck, bro. I've been in the U.S. for 24 years, and I've yet to see someone fire a gun in a casual setting, like the street or the hair salon. Um, So that's really unfortunate. With that said, we're not the safest country. We're not as safe as we think, okay? Um, We're not as progressive as we think we are. We're not that much different from, you know, some other places that we deem to be scary and and dangerous. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but when people visit Paris, they're like, oh, my gosh, it's like so dirty. And people are in the street trying to take your stuff. It's like that here. Right. Like, it's really not that different from some of the other hustle and bustle kind of cities and countries and whatnot. Um, With that said. We're also not that bad. Again, the the, the drive by thing. I think that's the worst case scenario. Right. Um, we do have the most gun violence, specifically when it comes to schools, and we have experienced an increase in that since 2020. I'm pretty sure, Corey, you and I spoke about that. Uh, I think two weeks ago, we just went into the stats about that. So it is it is very unfortunate. We're not as safe as we like to think we are. We're not, you know, we're not perfect by any means. Um, but I'm I'm actually taken aback by this fear. Um, and I've been reading about it a lot that a lot of people are just um, terrifying when it comes to uh, trespassing laws or, or you know, s- schools and, and prisons and kind of like how prison and law enforcement, how they kind of like work, they're like in cahoots. You know what I mean? It's not an attempt to keep us out of prison, but kind of an attempt to get us into prison. You know, that kind of pipeline is talked about a lot. Um, gun violence and da 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 it's sad. It's it's really harsh. Um, it's a really harsh reality, especially if people are traveling from like places that we look up to, like the Netherlands and right. this and that. Right? So I don't know. I'm I'm taken aback, but at the same time, not surprised. Uh, especially if you're a lone
0: traveler. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you scared to travel the U.S.? At all? No, I honestly rather travel the U.S. than travel out of the country. Right, right. And, you know, this is understanding that you and I have
1: our biases. We born and raised Right, here, exactly. So, yeah. so we're
0: used to it. Right. Um, which is also, from here and her perspective, it made me realize that we as Americans have become so used to and Just are, we expect these type of things to happen. It's not a shock. Which is kind of awful. Like, we just expect this type of things to happen. But when people from other countries come here and are like, this is not normal, this is not okay. It's like, that really puts into perspective how insane, in a way, I think we are when it comes to these type of situations. It really just puts it into perspective for us. Because, I mean, I think it's crazy. Like, we hear about these shootings all the time. And I'm like, dang. But then it's like, you hear another one, it's like, dang again. Because they're just expected at this point. It's sad, but... They've happened so frequently, I would almost be shocked if there were no sh- shootings than if there was shootings. You yeah, know,
1: yeah, especially recently. I don't. Again, I always talk about the Citizen app, not sponsored, but it's Black History Month, and that's a Black owned app. That's really? really making, yeah, Citizen. Shout out Citizen. Shout app. out Citizen app. Um, but anyway, so this app actually has mentioned um a, a lot of the uh the. The gun violence that's been happening. We've had ma- a lot of mass shootings recently. In Philly, the last two weeks. Not in Philly. Um, so the Citizen app tells us about the things that are happening in Philly, but it also tells us about huge things that are happening nationally. Nationally, uh, we've had the shooting at the Chiefs parade. We've yes. had. I think we had a mass shooting in a school shortly after that, like two days after that, um, and. Even, you know, in, in in regard to travel, right, there has been a record-breaking interception of uh, firearms in American airports. Ninety-three percent of the guns that were uh, found and confiscated at airports were loaded. So this is, and this is according to USA Today, this is all, it's scary. It's objectively scary scary and what's even scarier is the response from a good chunk of americans is well if more people were armed with guns then the people the other people with the guns will be scared to use it's like dude (laughs) we can't keep whipping out more guns to fight gun violence i don't think that's the solution i don't think the solution is completely banning guns either which is some other people's ideal kind of approach to that it's it's so much more it's education it's it's Thorough background checks. It's not allowing regular civilians access to military-grade weapons. There's no need for automatic, semi-automatic rifles in my home, truly. Like, if if you're going to have a gun, maybe have it be a pistol. You know what I mean? Um, Of course, people are going to modify that stuff however they please, illegally, legally, whatever. But goodness gracious me, there has to be a different approach because our current approach is not working.
0: It's not. At all. It's not at all. And it's sad and scary. Like, I feel like while we expect it to happen, we also live in constant fear of it happening. You know what I'm saying? It's like you would never think it's going to be you type of situation. But it's happening so frequently here in the States. I feel like if I was a traveler, I probably wouldn't come to America. I don't. I, again, yeah, I don't blame them. I like, don't, I don't them. think I would. But like you said earlier, because we live here. I would travel the whole United States. Right. Uh, That's a lie. I would travel to like California, Atlanta, Louisiana, New Orleans, New York. You know,
1: those are the same places that are so populated. The chances of something happening to you is even more likely than
0: if we were to go to like Nebraska. And Nebraska's really nice. Really? I went there for a volleyball (laughs) tournament. It was pretty bland there. But the people were so nice. I went to the hospital because I had tonsillitis for the volleyball tournament. Dang. And they were so nice. They catered to me. I was shocked.
1: It's, it's emptier and quieter, so I don't blame them for being there. Nice. I was
0: shocked. <laughs> I was, like, mind blown. Same as with Colorado. Really? We went to Colorado for volleyball. Sounds very hippy-dippy over there. At well, least. Yeah, it was yeah, cool. Right. I mean, it was cold. That's but okay. But it's Colorado. Right, exactly. That's okay. You no. Know. I wouldn't want to go to all the states. I'm sorry. Like,
1: I went to Louisiana. <laughs> it's not giving. I went to New Orleans, specifically, and- I, I will say my friends and I, we mostly stayed in the French quarters, right? So very touristy, very, a lot. Um, I was scared the whole time. <laughs> and I'm from Brooklyn. I was scared the entire time, scared for my safety, scared for my health, um, all the way down to the food. It's like, girl, I have acid reflux. <laughs> my stomach burns every time I eat here. Uh, you know, people were, people were definitely, like um like the girl in the article said, people were definitely in the streets panhandling trying to get my information, trying to learn more about me, trying to hit on me. It was just a lot. It was a lot to take in. And I imagine as someone who's traveling, who hasn't experienced that, you know, coming to the U.S., where that's kind of a norm on so many street corners, even in Philadelphia. You know what I mean? It's overwhelming.
0: It is. It's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Yeah. No. Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from, Anika. I would definitely be in your same position i'd be scared to come here too especially considering it's not your normal yeah um but no it's really sad what do you think america can do to fix the lack of travelers coming to america do you think there's anything we can do you think we're just gonna have to
1: deal with it we need to address fundamental issues we need to address fundamental issues. And granted, there's a lot that we are trying to do, a lot that we are trying to address. And I'm not the most well-versed on this topic, so I'm not the best per- the best person to talk to uh, regarding this. But based on what I've seen and what I've heard, um, when we realize that homicide rates in the U.S. are 19 times more than in France, 77 times more than in Germany, there's a fundamental issue in the U.S., right? When we realize that in 2024 alone, we've had 44 mass shootings, 75 people killed, 140 Insane. people injured. Um, you, you realize it's a fundamental issue with the U.S., right? Whether it be mental health, uh, uh, economic issues, it's a mix of things. And it's it, because of that, it's obviously really hard to address. This is years coming into this, right? Uh, so this isn't just a snap of the finger kind of thing. Oh, yeah, let's elect a new president. That's going to solve that. No, it's it's not really like that. Um, but Similar to how Philadelphia is trying to increase foot traffic in the city, you gotta make it feel safe. You gotta make it feel cute. <laughs> it's that simple. Um, it's, but it's hard to address. So, what do you think?
0: I think for me, mm, what can they do? I'm gonna agree with you. Like they just have to make it more appealing. Like there's not much, like that they can do. I think really figuring out and getting to the bottom of what people feel like. We're missing out on one of the points that a lot of these travelers made was the fact that they feel like we haven't bounced back from the pandemic very well. So Mm -hmm. in their eyes, what does bouncing back from the pandemic look like and seeing what we can do in that regard? You know what I'm saying? And like really addressing and figuring out the reason why people aren't coming. And then once we figure out, figure out that reason, really using that, you know what I'm saying? To actually, you know, grow as a country and make ourselves more appealing.
1: Yeah, yeah. If their biggest concern is their safety, then we need to address those safety concerns. Why are there so many firearms being confiscated at airports? Why are there so many mass shootings in school environments? You know,
0: that I'll never understand.
1: That's a gun issue. That's a mental health issue. How do we address those mental health issues? We need to fund mental health, mental health facilities and and. social workers and all of that good stuff. We need to fund that a lot more than what we're doing. A lot of these people are underpaid and overworked. There are people with whole caseloads where they can't even pay attention to a majority of their clients because they have so much to do. Yeah. So many people go under the radar and those same people that feel left out are the same people that end up walking into the schools with guns to to get their revenge or because they're not well in the head and somehow they got a hold of something that they weren't supposed to get a hold of. Right. You know what I mean? Um... Re- reforms within the the whole world of policing there are so many reforms that need to be made but people are so stuck in red versus blue left versus right democrat versus republican we're we're never going to find a middle ground at yeah. least not anytime soon and 2020 and trump's uh, presidency all of that stuff made that a little bit harder we're a little more divided uh, at least we we seem a little more divided than we were before
0: no, I definitely agree. I feel like we're a very divided nation, and I think that's definitely not helping us in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think when groups are divided, it just causes chaos, and we've yeah. seen that time after time again. So I really do think on top of that, it really starts with us becoming a more united nation, you know? And that even goes for, like, individual communities. Like, I personally feel like the black community is divided. Oh, yes. And I think we need to come together, all minorities need to come together, and we need to... I'm a big conversational girl, conversation girl. I, w- I would love to have a conversation with, like, a racist person to really just understand, why do you hate me?
1: they are scared. You're scared and um, uneducated. That's really what it is. But, yes, I agree with you, kind of having that conversation right. and seeing, not seeing where they come from, because truly I don't want someone explaining why they hate me, but <laughs> I, I I know that a middle ground can be... I would hope that a middle ground can be reached in a perfect right. world, um, at least when it comes to basic things like people getting murdered, right? Like, okay, we don't have to see eye to eye, because we won't. We haven't in generations, right? But we do agree that people shouldn't be getting killed for no reason, right? For sure. Okay, what are we going to do about that That kind of thing? Right. Um, that But that stuff, it's never going to happen. There's this one documentary that I saw on Hulu. um. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was a YouTube video that I saw and shout out YouTube. Right. And this black man ended up befriending one of the head of the KKK groups Mm. and they ended up becoming besties, Corey. They ended up becoming besties. But this man was still the head of the KKK at the end of it all. He still felt the way he felt. And after watching that documentary, it really, truly changed nothing. Um, I don't want to see where a lot of them are coming from but i do think we can at least agree that the the mass shootings in the u.s is a problem i think we can at least agree that there are growing concerns of a divide in the country right yeah at the very least for people not to try to see eye to eye on that it's just being hard-headed by that
0: point no there's definitely stuff that needs to be done we just have to take the step yeah to get it there i agree But listen, y'all, it's time for another music break. We'll be back back after this. We're gonna get into some entertainment news. We have some James Brown and Kesha news. I don't Kesha. Do you remember like TikTok on the clock? Yes, I do. You do? Yes, I do. I felt like that song was so iconic. But let's listen to it. Like I said, we'll be right back after this. History in the making. Rach, are you history in the making? Of course. Always. Every day. Come on. Every day. All day. Every day. (laughs) Listen, y'all, it's time for our entertainment segment. First off, we have Kesha. She's currently feeling at peace and free in... Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) At peace and free. (laughs) At peace and free.
1: So... (laughs) Okay, so Kesha, right? She's been through a lot. (laughs) Let's let's give the background, right? Yeah, let's... Kesha uh, recently, she had a huge lawsuit, um, not even recently. Oh my goodness, I just Googled Kesha. Semi-recently. Yeah, semi-recently because her producer, um, (sighs) Dr. Luke, Dr. Luke, um, she sued him in 2014. That's what it was. And she alleged that he drugged and R-worded her for nine no years. No way. Nine years and tormented her throughout them working together. Right? So then Dr. Luke tried to take her in for defamation. It turned into a whole thing. Right? Yes. But long story short celebrities and a lot of people in the spotlight they go through a lot of abuse to get to where they are especially when they're younger especially when they're women and a lot of men go through a lot too um i've we've heard i've heard rumors about justin bieber and i've heard rumors okay like
0: jp jb
1: listen i'm not gonna say anything i don't want to get in trouble on air okay but allegedly, a lot of a lot of stuff happens to celebrities, okay? Wow. Um, but yeah, so Kesha, she's been through a lot, and it's been very public. And as a result of that lawsuit, she kind of went on a hiatus. Um, then dropped a, a an album a couple years ago. Period. It kind of got some attention. Kind of popped off. But just recently, she you know, kind of made a statement. She said she never felt happier. Um, she's starting kind of a brand new chapter in her career. She's 36 years old now, so still very young, and she's still kind of, like, you know, growing into herself.
0: Okay. <laughs> 36 <laughs> is not very, very young, Rachel. You're almost Corey. at 40. That's, that's... gory. listen, the older I get,
1: the younger everyone else is, okay? So 36 is young. You're okay? still far
0: from that, Rachel. Okay, but I'm getting there soon, so I can't call Bro, it old. Bro, you have like years. <laughs>
1: but I can't call it old. Anyway, anyway. So she's young, relatively young. She's younger than some of her coworkers and her counterparts. Counterparts, right? Yes, exactly. Get to it, man. Let's, <laughs> right. get it, let's get it. Right. So um now she has, you know, an eye on when she's going to be releasing her new stuff. Have you listened to any of Kesha's new stuff lately? Nope. Okay. Do you? No. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but still, the love is there. Okay. The love is there. Kesha was a huge chunk of my childhood. Yeah. I made music videos to her song. I thought, like, she thought, she made me think that the club scene was going to be your scene. It. Yeah. The club scene is not my scene. Okay. Um, it doesn't hit the way it did when Kesha was popping. But, you know, I'm really proud of her. And she's really outspoken about um, minority groups. She's really you know she still calls us her animals i guess she's not talking about me she
0: calls us her animals yeah because that was like the thing for her her first you know that's that's where we that's where we so, um, were your animals yeah it's cute you know, <laughs> you know that one
1: song oh that song is cannibal oh goodness <laughs> we are not kesha people for real oh my goodness but it's cool. It's interesting. It's interesting. Um, I'm really proud of her. I'm really proud of her. Have you heard about her whole thing with Dr. Luke at all?
0: Yeah. You just you just told me. <laughs> I mean, before today.
1: <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, she is now with a new management team entirely. She's with Crush Management. She just signed to them earlier this month. Um, and in June, she actually ended up agreeing to resolve the defamation lawsuit. Um, out of court so now she's no longer dealing with that anymore so she got a lot of stuff off her back right um and i'm just proud of her it's really hard hearing celebrities especially young celebrities mind you she's 36 now we got to do the math how old was she when she first popped out that was like 2009 was it not it's 2024 minus 2009 that was 15 years ago and she's 36 36 guys she was 21 she was a baby
0: going through all of this stuff. Rachel, we need to change <laughs> your definition of baby. Quick. Hit young, me up in three years. You're
1: old. <laughs> Hit me up in three years, and then you're gonna see. You're gonna see. I'm
0: still young now. I think all the way up to like thirties, young. Thirty is young too. Third, I said up to thirties, young. Over thirty is like you're getting up there, and then you're old at like fifty-five.
1: I'm gonna record this, and when you turn thirty, I'm gonna send it to you.
0: I'm gonna feel young at all of <laughs> these ages. There's a difference between feeling young and, and being actually young. being young you know so okay, okay, like you could actually I won't say that, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but Kesha, truly shout out to you, okay. um she's keeping good people by her side, she's making good music,, yeah. um, and she's making. Uh, she's trying to make much deeper music too so
0: that.
1: and and one of her songs that popped off she spoke about her experience and she mm. spoke about being rebirthed and all of that she's mm-hmm. doing her thing so I really hope this is her comeback era she, I feel like she's one of the celebrities that deserves it the most right now really because um, we left her in the dust man did
0: she stop making music though
1: she she did
0: she did for a little so then bit, did we really leave her in the dust? We did
1: how I think we did because even when she dropped that one album, and I forget the year this this is how much we left her in the dust, right like <laughs> she dropped <laughs> she dropped that one album, and I think it hit the radio a little bit, whatever, whatever, but it was not. We'll play your song for you, Kesha, yeah, right, Kesha, as long as it's clean, yeah, it is it is it is, um you know so. It 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 really brings about the conversation of how people are treated in the industry. Um, if record labels are detrimental to artists, if you know people should take a break from music, what taking a break should look like, right? All of that stuff. Do you think labels are are
0: are detrimental, like inherently detrimental? I think to some people, for sure. Like Megan The Stallions talked about it, really? and this is why a lot of artists are starting to go on their own mm. because these artists or these labels just aren't doing what's best for them. But I don't know why, like what are they doing, right? um, but I think also by being on a label, you kind of remove the freedom that you have, yeah, in a way, not saying you can't make the music you want, but like you're kind of given like a template, I guess, in yeah. a way, and yeah. like you kind of have to follow it versus doing whatever you want, saying whatever you want. So I think it kind of puts them in a box, and people like Megan don't give "I want a box type yeah, of vibes, you right, know right. Um, I don't really know Kesha enough to say anything, but she doesn't give "I want to fit in a box" type of vibes either. Mm-hmm. So I feel like these labels can definitely be detrimental, but I also think it depends on what you're trying to get out of your music industry career. Do you want to get the numbers and the fame, or do you want to make what you actually care about? You know because I feel like if that if you just care about the numbers, why not stay with the label? Right. But if you want to do truly music that you love and you enjoy doing, why not go separate? So I think it really shows the passion. But it also depends on how you're being treated by these labels. Because I think if you're someone like Beyonce, like, you're leading the label. Like, you are the label. They're just following (laughs) you, you know? Versus if you're a new and upcoming artist, they're probably going to treat you poorly. Yeah, Sadly, but probably the case.
1: It's unfortunate. I can see why people sign with labels. Okay, the labels have the power. They have the money. They have the connections to get you exactly... Where you want to be. Being an independent artist is not easy, and I know there are a lot of independent artists out there that's kind of hustling and bustling just to get a thousand listeners on their songs. Hustling and bustling just to, you know, what I mean, on the same side of, you know, on the other side of the coin, there are hustlers that are signed. Uh, hustlers. There are musicians that are signed with labels that still don't have the exposure that they think they should have by right. this point. You know, so if you're going to sign with a label. Know your stuff. Stop signing with labels because you saw six figures on the paper, okay? Um, Know that you are now obligated to this company. You are now an employee, okay? You need to follow the rules the same way I have to follow rules at my job, the same way Corey and I have to abide by the rules of the radio station. You are now working for someone else once you sign to a label. I don't think labels are inherently evil at all. I think they're really helpful. But I do think they're going to try to swindle and play you the way all these other contracts do, the contract for T-Mobile is is giving my mom and I a run for our money. Really? But we signed the contract, right? We didn't, <laughs> we didn't read the the fine the small print. print. <laughs> That's Does on. anyone
0: actually read the small print? People do, really. Yeah, and those Kudos people, you.
1: right? They have their eyes dotted and their T's crossed. Um, the rest of
0: us, <clears throat> nah, man, uh, yeah, not for me. Yeah. But listen, let's transition to some dreams. James Brown news. Um, so, as many of you know, James Brown, phenomenal artist and singer. Um, there's actually a mini docu-series coming out about him. And people also refer to him as the Godfather of Soul. Did you know that? I had no clue. Well, the Godfather of Soul, a.k.a. James Brown, like I said, new docu-series coming out. And the daughters of James Brown are actually reflecting on being his daughters. And just like the daughter of an iconic musician like him. In the docu-series, one of James's daughters, Deanna, stated how being his daughter enabled her to learn so many things just by being on the road with him. However, James's other daughter, Dr. Yama, said her father was, quote, so serious most of the time, he would always get on me about my hair when I was a kid, she says with a laugh. Quote, like, what you doing with your hair? You look a mess right now. It's just like, really? You gonna call me out in front of everybody? Furthermore, when it comes to just the general docuseries as a whole, people have said the docuseries, quote, traces the incredible trajectory of Brown's life and career from a seventh grader dropout arrested and jailed at the age of 16 for breaking into a car in the Jim Crow era South to an entertainment legend whose groundbreaking talent and unique perspective catapulted him to become a cultural force. Mm-hmm. His words, song, style, and move inspired musical revolutions and molded a nation's view of Black pride and Black masculinity. The synopsis continues, saying, quote, Consistently facing obstacles and unbelieving, uh, unbelievable odds, the documentary details how Bron- Brown preserved, through decades of personal demons, Racial injustice and career setbacks to find a redemption and become one of it, if not the most celebrated and influential artist of the 20th century.
1: Wow, I'm interested in seeing this. Me too. Like I,
0: I, I want to see it now. I do too. I, I knew he existed, but I didn't know to this extent. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know he was what the king of funk, godfather of soul, godfather of soul. Um.
1: (laughs) I didn't know he was the Godfather of Soul. Um, I am inclined to dislike him because of I've heard of his scandals, um, and you know they they talk about you know his his mental health issues, his drug use, uh, abuse issues. There was in 1998 there was a civil lawsuit that accused him of holding a woman captive for three days, wow. demanding yeah demanding certain favors from her and firing a gun in his office. Like the man was not okay. Okay, so I hope this docu-series wow. really touches on that, because they did say that he battled his own personal demons. Um, so this is interesting. This is interesting, because I'm not too well-versed on his music either. The Me man got either. style, though. I'll give him that.
0: <laughs> no, I want to definitely watch this docu-series now. Like, I'm intrigued.
1: Girl, he been through it. Um, I just showed Corey a picture. Her jaw is on the floor right now. He been through it. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it is very interesting, and I, I love what? that when stuff like this releases, you know, of course, 20, 30, 40 years later, because people of this generation can actually pay our respects to the people that influence the people we follow today. Really interesting. Oh. Very interesting.
0: I wow. love that. No, I definitely agree. Yeah. So what is this airing on? Um, this is...
1: Okay. Yeah. We're going to let you guys know. Oh, this is going to be on a all right, so is that this? A&E, that's A and E—that's a whole channel. Oh, period. A and E, yeah. I hope they they have a partnership with Hulu, because
0: or Netflix <laughs> or HBO Max <laughs> or Disney Plus,
1: one of them. So this is going to air on Monday, uh, which is today—long <clears throat> day—and it's going right. to also air on Sunday, February twentieth. I'm sorry, February twentieth is tomorrow. That's a typo <laughs> on their on People People Magazine's article. Um, but yeah, so. Maybe we'll give you guys an update. We should watch it. Yeah, we should
0: have like a little watch party. Watch party. And yeah. watch it. but if it's depressing, I can't watch
1: it. It's probably going to be so depressing. No, so then I,
0: won't be <laughs> it. I don't do depressing stuff. <laughs> but listen, do you think that like celebrities put a lot of pressure on their children to uphold the status that they have? I'm sure they do,
1: and if even if it's not the celebrity, it's the media that's going to do it. Right, it's the media that's going to do it, but also. James Brown, it's so funny that he, the first thing he does, the first thing his daughter remembers is how he came for her hair. <laughs> he permed his hair, man. Like, he permed his hair. He, he, you know, Same. obviously he had an issue with his own blackness in that regard. So in honor of Black History Month, girl, your hair is just fine. Yes. Okay, your hair is just fine. Um, And he, you know, to to come for someone else's hair just because you choose to have your hair in a certain way I don't know, that's ridiculous, but yeah, respect other people, <laughs> um, respect other people's features, do what you want to do, okay, right. like, listen, as long as you're taking care of it, that's all that matters, Hello. Um, but yeah, also respect those around you, so yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on if we see that documentary, and if you guys have seen it, please let us know, because I'm interested, and I want to know yes. if like there are any James Brown fans that listen to this show, and if there are any um, scandals or any of your favorite songs that we would like to, you would like us to talk about, so let us know.
0: Yes, let's do it but listen y'all it's time for another break up next we have a nice interview scheduled i'm super excited it's someone that i think will be able to teach us so many great things give us some great advice and he has great energy so like i said we will be right back after this music break like rachel said it is black history month so let's honor some amazing black artists up here we have girl on fire by alicia keys we'll be back after this break Oh, 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 yes, Corey, yes. <laughs> there you go. No, was was the vocals eating there, Rachel? Um, yes, it was eating. Yeah, it, it was eating a lot. <laughs> it ate a little bit. Hey, ate, hey, ate, ate. the appetizers. You know what I mean? The like, appetizers. Yeah, some snacks. The tea. The sauce. The juice. <laughs> the ingredients. The ingredients. <laughs> Did you listen to Alicia Keys growing up?
1: Actually, yeah, and I dressed up as Alicia Keys for Dress Up as Her Favorite Celebrity Day in second grade.
0: Really?
1: I I, I dressed up as her. I put on a little beret. (laughs) I put on some earrings. Really? And I walked around and I was like, I'm Alicia Keys. And my teacher was like, okay, Rachel.
0: No way. (laughs) 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 No, I love Alicia Keys. I listen, when I was in singing lessons, I used to sing her song, um, No One.
1: Yes. yes, you'd be good with that one. I yeah. loved that That's song. That's a good one.
0: I love that song. It it's so yeah, good. It's gorgeous. But listen, it's time for Who's Awake With Us, guys. I'm super excited for today's interview. Um, let me give you guys a nice little introduction. Today we have a phenomenal... DJ in the house. He is a UNC and UMBC grad. And outside of DJing, he's also a co-author of the book, The Rhythm of Love, 25 Things that 25 Years of Marriage Taught Us. And not only this, but this guest is also works in software, where he's worked both on the technical and manager side. When he's not doing any of that, he can be found being the father of two amazing children. So please help us welcome the one and only Clarence Lewis, or also known as DJ C Sharp. Sharp.
2: sharp. Hello,
0: hello. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. That was a wonderful introduction. I, I I feel like I'm at the Grammys or something.
0: Not the Grammys. I love that. I love that. Well, you are on the Grammys 2.0. Listen, Wake Up Call, welcome. We are so excited to have you here in the studio with us. I'm, um, I'm very
2: happy to be here. Very, very happy to be yay.
0: here. Yay! I love that. I love that. But listen, because you're on Wake Up Call, we have to ask you our two Wake Up Call questions. The first okay. one being... What's your wake up routine? We need to know. Give us the timestamps. We just need to know everything.
2: So, you know, I'm an old man. We'll go we'll go with it from the beginning. I'm a, I'm an old man, so I usually wake up about 6:30 just to go to the bathroom. So, uh, and then and then I climb back into the bed and I sleep for another 25 35 minutes. Okay. And that sleep is better than the sleep I had all night long for whatever reason I'm not sure what the deal is with that. But uh, okay. And then I get dressed and I start getting my day going. I gotta help get my my my, my daughter dressed, and then you know we start we move. I walk twenty five steps to my office and I start working.
0: Twenty five steps—that's
1: the dream, man.
0: Right.
2: Hey, <laughs> that's
0: why we're. I'm grateful for COVID nineteen because we wouldn't have had that opportunity if it wasn't for it. Kinda, yeah. Seriously. <laughs>
2: I actually been working from home for about 17 years. So this is is not new for me. It wasn't new for me. It was new for everybody in my house when COVID happened because now my office was crowded because all these (laughs) other people were here. But before that, it was just me. It was great.
1: Now, okay. Before we really get into the questions, how do you feel about working remotely? Because I know a lot of people, they say that they don't get enough outside human interaction because of it and it makes them depressed and all that good stuff. How does it impact you, especially doing it for 17 years?
2: That's a great question. Uh, when I, when I early in my career, before I started working from home, I had an opportunity to work from home and I had all of those same concerns. And so I didn't keep that job because I was concerned that I needed that office interaction. But once I got a little bit older uh, and learned, um, how to be a little bit more self-sufficient, if that if that's the word I would use, it, it became a little bit easier. And you just gotta learn how to break up your time a little bit because what ends up happening is you work all day and all night. You know, you have no hours. You just because you know at any point in time I can get up and say, hey, let me let me go make me a sandwich or let me go throw a load of clothes in the laundry or let me go do something like that. But after a while it became pretty easy. The other thing I started doing was I started going to once or twice a week. I would go to Starbucks and just work there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still working remote, but it gives me a chance to see some other people and stuff like that. So okay. I, I could see it being a problem, but, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit older now and I have figured out how to manage that.
0: Right. I love that. I feel like working from home requires a lot of discipline because you're in your home. Like for me, going to the dorm to do work, I end up getting in my bed and watching a show. Like, it requires so much discipline. So I really commend all of you guys working from home. Kudos to you for doing it for 17 years. That's that's insane. So that's big. That's awesome. But let's just transition and get into some other stuff. We talked about your morning routine. I really want to get into, first, your traveling. If you look at his pages, he's traveled so many places. So let's just talk about it. So prior to welcoming your first child, Simone, you were traveling everywhere. You went to the Netherlands. You went to different places here in America. Tell us about your experiences traveling. Why were you traveling? What are some of the biggest takeaways you had from going to all these various places?
2: So when my wife and I, my wife and I were, I got married before I went to graduate school. Okay. So my wife and I ended up going to graduate school. She at the same place. We didn't, it wasn't the plan. Uh, She was actually at Duke and I was at UNC and then she transferred over and started and came to Duke. I mean, they came to UNC. I'm not sure if it was a rivalry that she just wanted to make sure she ended that rivalry. I'm not sure, but that's what she ended up doing was coming over to UNC. And once she came over to UNC, once we finished graduate school, we decided that we would try to see if we could live abroad. Okay. So we moved, so we I found a job with an organization And for your listeners, the organization is called um, the International Association of Students with Technical Expertise, I S D I A E S T E S T E. I I-A-E-S-T-E, S-T-E, I think that's how it's spelled. But it's a program that is designed to help place students who have technical backgrounds in international job listings. Wow. So we found this organization and they found me a job in uh zurich switzerland so we moved to zurich and then the the jobs were basically i go to work during the week my wife was working at the university of zurich doing some research and on the weekends we traveled so rome spain i mean rome barcelona paris um Uh, Tunisia, which is in Northern Africa, um, Greece, Germany. So basically our weekends we spent on trains just traveling around European, mostly European countries.
0: That's so cool. Yo, okay, so earlier...
1: In today's show, we were just talking about how a lot of people who visit the US, they've been afraid, right? Because there are growing concerns about violence here. So out of all the countries that you've visited thus far, where do you feel the safest? Where do you feel most at home?
2: I mean, I feel most at home in the United States. So let's start there. (laughs) I feel most at home in the United States. Right, right. So, uh, but because mostly i think because we spent the most time in switzerland itself switzerland was, was was a wonderful country to live in um it was a wonderful country i i i thoroughly enjoyed switzerland um I, I to i mean across the board it's it's a great great country to for lots of different reasons it's expensive but um you know you you walk around the streets at night you feel just as safe as you, you know, as you feel in any place I've ever been. So I I would say Switzerland.
0: Have you been back to Switzerland since y'all have lived there?
2: We have not been back, but it is on our list of places to go back, to go to, to go back to, uh, to go back to.
0: That's so cool. And you guys recently traveled to Thailand. So how was that? And why Thailand? So
2: That's a great question. So uh, my wife turned 50. Oh, happy
0: um, belated birthday. Right.
2: Exactly, Woo-hoo. exactly. My wife turned 50 and for her birthday I I gave her the choice. Say, do you want to have a party or do you want to go on a trip? You know, because some people like to party and some people like to travel. And she said, I, you know, I want to go on a trip. And so she picked I let her pick where she wanted to go and we would just take care of it. Um I she had narrowed it down to Greece, South Africa and Bali, which is where we went. We went to Bali and we went to Bangkok, but Ooh. those are the places that she narrowed it down to. And she had been to South Africa before, so she said, and Greece was too cold, so Bali and Bangkok end up being the, the choices.
0: That's so cool. I I was literally telling Rachel earlier today, I'm like, traveling isn't my thing, but from hearing your stories, you make me actually want to travel. I, I want to go to Switzerland. Yeah. It, like that's I mean, like an amazing experience.
2: It, what you learn when you go these kind of places is that uh, people are people.
0: Yeah,
2: they want they want the same things that you want. They want security. They want good health. They want you know strong, fulfilling relationships. They want all the same things that you want. They just live someplace else, wanting those things. So they never think I'm. A, they never think I am american until i start talking visually they always think i'm i'm either african or jamaican i don't know how those things jamaica? work out but i'm from either i'm from africa or i'm from jamaica but then the moment i open my mouth they say you're american so they, they figure that out pretty quick so it, it's it, it was i recommend it to all um i would tell people if you don't like traveling And that's fine. I'm not knocking nobody who doesn't like traveling, but really understand what your reasons are. Are you afraid of the unknown or are you just content? Right. And, you know, you may be content with where you are and that may be cool, but don't not travel because you're afraid because, you know, you get out there and you just. You have no idea. How big the world is, mm-hmm. and how much there is out there for you to experience—that is good stuff. Good stuff. I mean, the food alone is worth the the, the price of admission. So Rachel. it is it, absolutely um, uh, fulfilling for us.
0: And you said, like, when you go to these different countries, they think you're either Jamaican or so- or African, but then when you start speaking, they immediately know you're American. Do you find that they treat? Do you find that they treat you differently? knowing that you are American to treat you a certain kind of way, or would you say that they treat you pretty normal?
2: So the European countries, they don't treat you very differently. Um, the other countries, they treat you like you're rich. Mm. You know, if you're American and you're here, you must be rich. Right. Um, I had a guy in a cab. So here's a story. We took a cab from the hotel to a nightclub and the hotel arranged for the cab for us. And the cab was, about $4, that's how much it costs to take us to the nightclub. So we get to the nightclub and we catch a cab home from the nightclub. And when we get home, the guy was like $25. And I said, listen, we drove the exact same distance that you that the person drove us here. I'm not gonna give you $25. I'm gonna give you this $4, that the same place I paid to go the other direction. And, and, and the reason they're taking advantage of you or they're trying to take advantage of you is because you're a tourist and you're American. They figured you can afford it. You know, your $25 is not that much to you, but to them, it's actually a, a pretty, could be a pretty hefty sum.
1: Right. Yeah. So guys take notes. Okay. Like stand your ground, right. know the difference, know the um, currency exchange, know all of that. Cause this is, <laughs> you'll get played, man. <laughs> you'll get played. Yeah. The, I
2: mean, the, we went to Bali. The currency exchange was so crazy because we were there for five days. So I figured I would spend, you know, about a hundred dollars a day that was just what i figured i would so i exchanged my currency there and i gave them 500 and they gave me 7.2 million rupiah and i said i mean it was it was the biggest wad of cash that i have ever seen in my life and i said what am I supposed to do? I mean, I'm hiding this money everywhere. Socks, <laughs> shoes, and my wife's putting some in her bra. I, just, I mean, it's just so, $500 turned into 7 million it was crazy.
0: That's insane. Uh,
1: yeah, that, that's why a lot of people move too. Like, they, they'll it still work here. There's a lot move for that. Yeah. A lot of people move. <laughs> So we talked about your travels, right? But you are also sure. a musician, a DJ, okay? A DJ, yes. right? So okay. how DJ, she start, right? So yes, how indeed. has how has travel impacted your music taste? How has it impacted your your DJ sets when you're performing and all of that? How how has that helped you? It
2: it, it, it hasn't specifically helped me um in that regard, only when I have to do uh, more international parties you know every every now and then somebody will book you book me locally for uh a gig that has some heavy ethnicity outside of the black community and sometimes those travels help me pull in some songs and stuff like that Mm. Uh, also since i dj online i dj in this um sometime on this on this group that they do something called uh no habla inglés which means all the music that you play can't be English none of it can be English it has to be uh some other language or some other cultural so you know it it, it doesn't help me for any general parties that I have per se but it does help expand my palette of, of what I've hear and what I know.
1: That's cool. That's cool. So how long have you been DJing?
2: So it's going on about 14, 13 or 14 years.
0: Okay. Wow. Almost as long as she's been working from home. Right.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I I started pretty late. I wish I had started um, when I was younger. You know, I always had a huge affinity towards music. Um, I had, you know, a huge CD collection and, you know, tapes and records. I had these things, but. I, I didn't actually have anybody in my circle or in my circle of influence that was deep. That was, that was actually a DJ. So I, I didn't, if I, I think if I had had that earlier, I would have started earlier, um, okay. but right. I didn't have it then.
1: Hey, listen, we can could have, would have, should have all day, but you did do it. Okay. And that's what yes. really matters. Right. So what really jump started your, your, your DJ uh, career? What really, what, what made you, actually decide you know what i'm gonna start doing this today
2: so we um my wife and i have been married at this point is we're going on 28 years but uh for our 15th wedding and we didn't have a wedding when we first got married we didn't have a wedding we eloped um so we didn't you know so she didn't get a chance to have that big glamorous wedding that 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 the ladies tend to dream of, the fellas don't ever dream of that. Just so that you know that the fellas very rarely dream of the big wedding. But, Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> they're not dreaming. I of love that. that. But she 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 did she didn't get a chance to have that. So for our fifteenth wedding anniversary, uh, we had a, a band playing at our wedding, and we needed somebody to DJ in between band sets. So I called a friend of mine to ask him to do it. And, um, he, he gave me a, uh, he, he said he would do it, but he, he wasn't as timely as I needed him to be in doing the stuff I needed to do. So I said, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll just, I'll just do it myself. And once I did it and I wasn't, I mean, in my mind now, thinking back where I, where I, what I did then and where I am now, I was absolutely awful, but, um, It worked out. So it worked out. And another friend of mine who came to that said, you should you should really start to try to do this. You know, I think you could be good at it. And I realized he may have been gassing me up a little bit, but (laughs) it worked out. And so then I just from there, I just said, "Okay, let me really start to invest myself in this. And, you know, I set up a little studio area in the basement of my house spent you know spent a couple of hundred dollars and bought me some some secondhand stuff and just started playing around and then I started calling other people that I knew were DJs including that same guy who was giving me the run around a little bit and asking them if I could go out with them and spend time with them and see how they did it and see what they and just basically get a mentor for the craft
0: wow that's awesome and I feel like we don't give DJs enough credit like, they their don't. job, y'all are insane. Like, how do you even go about preparing for the different events that you are DJing at? Because you do, don't you, like, ask what type of music do you want play? Like, how do you figure out how to do all this?
1: Right. <laughs> like, how, yeah, the
0: mixing, like, how do you go about doing that? Like, I don't think we as outsiders know the whole, like, mental, physical, musical preparation y'all go through. Like, tell us a little bit about that.
2: So, the you know, when you're doing an event, the first thing you, you're you trying to understand is what is the makeup of the crowd? What is the makeup of the people who I'm trying to entertain? Because that that will drive a lot of your decision making. Um, if it's an older crowd or is it a younger crowd? Is it a heavy hip hop crowd? Is it a heavy uh, Salsa crowd, or you know, Caribbean, West Indian crowd. You you just want to understand those things, and once you understand those things, or get some idea of those things, I usually ask my clients to send me ten or fifteen songs that they like. And if you send me those ten or fifteen songs, I can use that as a baseline to build a—I wouldn't say a playlist, but a a catalog of songs that I'm going to use for your event. Now that catalog is really just the, the the beginning because what you like and what people will respond to and dance to could be two things, two entirely different things. So it gives you a starter point, but then this, you got to look and see what the people are responding to. Um, uh, it, it, and And then from that point, you're working all night long. You're you're listening to the song, meaning you as the audience are listening to a song that I'm playing. But in my head, I'm three songs ahead of that. I'm not wow. just what I'm going to play now. What what am I going to play in three songs from now? Where am I going? Where am I trying to get to? And I'm constantly doing that all night long.
0: Is that not stressful? Like, do you not get stressed? Is that like the hardest part? Of, would you say of DJing, or has it become just easy to you?
2: So. The the, the 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 greatest part about being it is seeing the response that I get from the crowd. Right. That is always the greatest. The hardest part is getting the crowd to give me a response. You know, I, I saw a DJ, a guy who I who I have a tremendous admiration for, a guy out of Pittsburgh, and he said something that I thought was profound, and I absolutely agree with, which is a DJ is only about fifteen percent of the party. The crowd is. Like eighty-five percent of the party. If you don't come to party, and you don't come to dance and have a good time, then I could be the greatest DJ ever, playing the greatest songs and the you know the most popular stuff. But if y'all come to stand on the wall and 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 talk to each other and take photos, then it's nothing that I can do sometimes to to make that different. And as you grow, I, I was at a party with a. a A DJ that is internationally famous and he helped me understand that by what he was doing because he was playing and the people weren't dancing I'm thinking to myself this happens to me sometimes and here this guy who's been doing this for 40 years who's internationally famous I saw him on the Grammys not too long ago and I said he's having the same problems that I have so it's so But then the crowd started getting into it, and once the crowd got into it, then the party, the the whole energy of the party changed.
0: So how would you say, as a DJ, you really get your audience to respond to the music then? Like, how do you get them active? If they're just laying on the wall, how do you say, okay, guys, it's time to come to the dance floor. Let's get moving a little bit. This is a little boring.
2: You start to engage your own personal energy into it. You start talking to people. I, I, I usually one of the, the, I don't know if I could say tricks, but one of the, the tools I use is I find somebody, I, I make eye contact with somebody in that crowd. And then my job is to get that person excited. And if and if I get that person excited and get that person on the dance floor, and my, my hope is that the others will follow that others will come after it. So I start I can't look at everybody at the same time, but if I can, I focus on one person, or a lot of times weddings, I focus on one table and I talk to that table and I'm talking to them and I'm trying to encourage them. And I'm, I, I, I've am i even shamed some people to say, you know, you over there chair dancing, you should get up out of that chair and show them what you got on the dance floor. And I usually, you know, just, I'm, I'm always trying to encourage people to have a good time. Even if I have to come out there myself you know I, I i've done that before as well start uh throw on jerusalem and then i go out there and teach people how to do the line dance i love Jerusalem.
0: That. Have you, what's that yeah sing that for us yeah what's jerusalem
2: oh well see then i i don't know the the, the words uh it's 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 a it's it's an african
0: uh
2: oh. african line dance that people are doing right now
0: it's on tiktok right
2: It's definitely on TikTok. I think
0: I've seen it on TikTok. Okay, I got to catch up. Shoot. Um, Okay, so, all
1: right. So, we talked about your travels. And and we are running short for time, but I still want to get into, like, the nitty-gritty about your book, right? So, we talked about your travels. We talked about your music. Um, You and your wife, Yolanda, okay, you guys released The Rhythm of Love, 25 Things That 25 Years of Marriage Has Taught Us. What what did you, what inspired you guys to write this? What was your biggest obstacle? Like, just tell us everything from start to finish.
2: So we, we, you know, just like everybody else, when the world shut down, we, we, uh, I wasn't DJing anymore. I wasn't, you know, there was no place for me to go. So I started streaming, uh, and doing live DJ streams and that turned out I was do the party stuff one day a week. And then on Sundays, I decided I would do, I would do slow jams because, you know, people been partying all week, Sunday night, let me give you a chance to bring it down a little bit, have you a little, you know, have you a drink and sit back and relax and just listen to some, some slow jams. So that's what I did. And the, after uh, a couple of weeks of doing it, I, I've, I i do not like talking in my, in, in my sexy voice to myself, so I said, I asked my wife, I said, well, why don't you just come on in here with me and I can talk to you and you can talk to me and we can just have conversation because, you know, you guys are on the, on the radio. So you understand the concept of talking to yourself because you're getting, you know, you, you don't see nobody else. You don't hear anyone else. So you feel, you can feel like you're talking to yourself. So it's much better as you two can attest when you have a partner. A person who you can vibe with, you you can have some energy with, and you guys are kind of going back and forth and it just makes the time much more uh, enjoyable. So we started a Sunday night show called Heartbeats and we would play slow jams and hang out. For our 25th anniversary, which happened during the pandemic, we couldn't go out and do any type, anything celebratory, anything big. So we decided to do a stream and my wife came up with this idea that we should talk about 25 things that we have learned and over these 25 years. So both of us came up with a list of about 15 things, and then we worked together to narrow it down. And then on the stream, we presented those things based on the person who suggested those things. And some of the things were anecdotal and funny, and you know things like she got way too many pair of underwear. I mean, I think it's like a hundred pair of underwear. She ha- who needs a hundred pair of underwear? So, but th- those are you know some silly things that you learn. Of that, that, that I didn't know. I didn't have any sisters growing up, so I didn't think that a person had a drawer with twenty with the, nothing with underwear twenty five, twenty five hundred pair of panties for right. all kinds of different things. But that being said, and then you and then you get into the more serious things about. How you raise your kids and you know how you how do you uh manage arguments and you know so we did this and the stream went so well you know we had over 100 people come and, and hang out with us for two hours and that was amazing for us um people said you should write this down and so we have a couple of friends who are authors we, we connected with them and they helped us formulate
0: a plan to start writing a book love that Wow, that is i love that i love right. when couples do, that. do oh, stuff like that it. right
1: because all the books are going to be so different right because yeah. there, there are many people that come together to make kind of ed- to give advice or give yes. the things that they've learned but it's always going to be somewhat similar in, in some ways but so different right. in right. other ways right so Correct. um and and cory this is a really good question thank you for writing this down right so If a couple had to read one chapter from your book, what would that chapter be and why?
2: That's a great question. So I would say, so every chapter of our book, the reason it's called The Rhythm of Love is because every chapter is named after a song title. And all of the words- Big brain, like
0: what? That's great. That's genius.
2: (laughs) All of the words for that chapter kind of tie back to that song title. So you can listen to the song- and the song kind of encapsulates what we were trying to get across. So, to answer your question, the, the chapter I would use is probably the chapter called Insanity. Oh, okay. And there's a song by Gregory Porter um, called Insanity. Him and uh, I believe it's him and Layla Hathaway, mm-hmm. a duet. And what they're what they're talking about in this in the song and what the chapter is talking about is when you get upset and when you get into arguments and you get, you know, you, you tend to want to win the argument, you know, most, you know, you want to win, you want to say the thing that will shut the other person down. And when you're in a marriage saying those kinds of things can be, you can win, you can win the argument, but it can be detrimental to the marriage. So, you know, you win the battle, but you lose the war. So you have to decide what's more important to you: preservation of the relationship or winning this argument. Mm. And insanity is a line in that song that says that it is the uh, the lover in us that that make us angry, but it's the friends in us that calm our calm the situation down to say. You know, these are things you wouldn't say to your friend. These are things you don't want to, you don't want to make, turn a friend into an enemy. So that is why, I, that's the chapter that I would tell people to, to, to read.
0: I love that. So yeah, that's good. That's, good. that's that's deep. And I love how you guys connected to actual songs. I think that that's, that would make me like, even though I'm furthest from a marriage, like that would make <laughs> me just want to read a marriage book. Now I, not, I have a whole album of songs To listen to. Yeah. And it teaches you
1: how to approach relationships in general as well. So, yeah, the rhythm of love, Yes, go
0: get the book, guys. So, as college students, two questions. Being college students, obviously, you've experienced college. You've experienced love, relationships, marriage, yada, yada, yada. What advice would you give to college students that relate to just relationships and just relationships and dating here in college? And then what advice would you give to us college students? How can we know when we found the one? whether that's in oh, that's, college or after we graduate?
2: That's a great question. You know, um, let's see. What I would tell you, at, what I would tell the, the, the younger generation is uh, find somebody that you not just love, but that you can like. Mm. Because, you know, passions can run high, but they also burn out quickly. And So finding somebody who you can just be, who can be your friend, someone who makes you laugh until your face hurts, you know, someone who holds your hand when, when you have some tough times because someone who is encouraging to you, those are the type of people that you can build not just relationships with, but that you can build a life with. And that is really your goal, you know. It's great to have fun, you know, everybody has gone out and dated around and and met a lot of people and that's cool, but identify, you know, when you're, if you're looking for love or you're looking for something long-term in your life at some point, identify people who actually are, that you actually like, because those are the people who will be, who will be better for you. In my opinion, this is all just my opinion. in 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 long-term relationships so i would say that to any any college student but at you know at 17 or 18 or in your case you guys case 19 or 20 or 21 you know just learn more about yourself learn and understand who you are and you know and then start to marry those two types of those two things together
0: i love that yeah Well, thank you so so much for joining us today. You shared some great advice. We learned about music. We learned about traveling. Like we learned, we learned that it's cheap to go to these places. Then we can get seven million dollars of (laughs) rupees for five hundred dollars. About to move right now. I'm about to leave. Like you'll never see me here in Philly again. But no, thank you so much for anyone that wants to stay up to date with everything that you're doing, your music. Where can they find you?
2: So they can find us on our website. Uh, cylentertainment dot um, and from there you can you get to everything that we're doing from there. Um, that's kind of our central hub. Or if you want to check us out on IG, you can check us out at cylentertainment. I th- I think they they made us they made us shorten it because it didn't have a because it didn't have a um. We couldn't do it the, the exact way we wanted. So I think it's like C-Y-L entertain two something crazy like that. But if you just go to the website, there's links to get to IG and and Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it, TikTok, all of those kind of places you can get there.
0: Awesome. And it's tagged on in our Instagram as well, guys. So go follow his account, stay up to date with everything, his music, the books, and yes, thank you so, so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you and
2: you are are very welcome thank you so much for having me ladies
0: of course of course and guys listen to this up next we're going to be playing insanity let's hear the song that he was talking about i'm excited to hear and i hope you guys are too we will be right back after this break
1: That's mad that smooth, That was so bro. sweet. I love that song. Yeah, that's, It's
0: vibey. I'm gonna download that ASAP. No, me too. Like, it's vibey. <laughs> like, very, very vibey. Mm-hmm. But listen, y'all, it's time for our last segment of the day. Typically, we will do campus conversations, but today I was like, you know what? Let's do something different. Let's do something different than what we normally do. Let's do it. So today we're gonna be playing Song Association. Are I'm you ready? ready. Yeah. Do you think you're gonna be good at this? Yeah. I think
1: I'm beating you. I think I'm going to beat, beat you. Me. Yeah. We'll
0: see how it goes. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking this time, when you say a song, we're going to play it. Oh. So if, let's see if you actually know the songs that are playing. Okay. Okay. All right. So you're going to go first. Is that fine? Are you going to say the word? I'm going to say the word and, I'm I'm gonna gonna gonna... The word and you're okay. going to guess it. All right. I'm going to give you five Mississippis. Whoa. Give me 10. Okay. 10 Mississippis. Okay. And it's going to be a noun. The word is going to be a noun. Okay. Is there a letter that you wanted to start with?
1: No, nah, just go crazy. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm.
0: Bonus. Is that the word? <laughs> we started already? Yeah. The word is bonus? The word is bonus. You got f- 7 Mississippi's left. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get another word? Bunny, okay, <laughs> honey.
1: honey. Oh no. S- sweet like honey. What song is that?
0: I know which one. I know What's what song. What's the Beyoncé one? How did the Beyoncé oh, one? not what I was thinking. Oh, okay.
1: Sweet like what is that song? What is that song? What is that song?
0: Sweet like honey. Tastes like. Four Mississippi. <laughs> You're cheating. Three Mississippi. <laughs> two Mississippi. One Mississippi.
1: Okay, what, 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 what are we got?
0: Kaylani. I like my girl just like I like my honey. Yes, what? Sweet. Eh. Mm, this is mm, good, yeah. Mm, uh, mm, get it. Mm,
1: uh. I like my it. girl just like I like my honey, sweet, a little selfish. She did
0: that. Yeah. So you failed the first one.
1: What song was I thinking? Sweet like honey. I'll, I'll come back to you with that one. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So can is it your press turn?
0: The, can I just press it? Okay. Okay. Ready? Army. <laughs> okay. You got another <laughs> word. I get another word. Communication. Communication?
1: Seven Mississippi's left.
0: Okay, I want another one another. <laughs> tennis. tennis. What?
1: I think I, I have one for this one. Okay, what is it? Lord, tennis court.
0: Is that the name of the song? Yes. I, did I? I forget everyone's lyrics for everything.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm, tennis court. It's it's not clean. Oh,
1: oh, it's explicit. How? Explicit? Okay.
0: Okay. Another word. Are you All ready? Right. Platform. Platform. Hold on, let me choose an well, adjective. let adjectives. Ad- yeah, for real. <laughs> special.
1: I'm so special. I'm so special. So special. So What's special. What's called? It's called "So Special" by someone from the islands. Mavado? Maybe. Yes. Uh,
0: huh? Hey, go. Uh, this song is crazy. Like, if you want to get hyped up. I'm so special. What? Get it. Where does he say special though? Oh, I found it. Yeah. I'm on the go. What? I'm so special. I'm so special.
2: special. Okay. He ate.
0: He ate. He ate. He ate with that one. He ate, bro. He ate. Okay. Next word. Defeated. I, a gospel song has to have this in it. For real, <laughs> I'm not defeated. Um, hold on, let me go to my gospel. Let's go to the gospel.
1: Defeated, 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 defeated. Mm. If you're feeling defeated, unarmed. Okay. No, nope. Dang, we're
0: bad at this. Oh, those. gray. I changed the word about it a few times. Gray. What is it called? Gray. These gray hairs they keep dun dun dun. Looking the
2: Oh how
1: hard where's
0: where is it? They keep growing in these gray hairs. They keep going in. They keep going in. They keep growing in.
1: Okay, you did that.
0: You did right. that. Right. Okay. It took me long enough.
1: Shoot. Caring. Caring. I know a song with this word. That's the gag. And it's just not.
0: It's not. It's not. Head. Yeah. Hmm. Excellent. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Uh, ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Similar.
1: Corey. Oh, my Strong. God. What? does it? Oh, that's stronger. Girl. That's stronger. That's not even strong. <laughs> this is hard. Strong. This is my fight. song. they probably used the word strong somewhere. Did. In there. Yeah. All right, so hold on. We gotta do this game. You should do this game with Jay and Randy. Maybe they'll have better ideas. Because right now you and I drawing a blank at the same time. We are. It's <laughs> not it. It is not it. Um, oh, no. yeah,
0: that that was the struggle was yeah, right. We
1: struggle with that one. Um, we should have asked
0: did. DJ C Sharp. He, he would have eaten that. <laughs> um, for
1: real, for real. Um, but we definitely have to play this another time. That That's really cute. I love this game. But guys, thank you so much for listening to Wake Up Call today. Um, it was a smooth, easygoing Monday. We got to chat about Kesha. We got to chat about yes. the news. We got to chat about music, DJs, travel. We touched on Everything today. So be sure to tune in tomorrow at 9 a.m. where Jay, Randy, and Corey will take over the station and kill it. All right. Good luck tomorrow, guys. Thank you, man. All right. So, guys, be sure to follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. We are on FX Radio. We are on iHeartRadio. And most importantly, we are on Instagram, wakeupcall.whip. Right. Go follow. Right. Go follow. Tune in. Tap in. Um, But until tomorrow, guys, Corey and I, we are
0: out. We will be back tomorrow,